Yo, this is Pastor Tito here welcoming you to another episode of my revolutionary podcast where I'm here to help you find faith in Christ and how to follow through with your life. And the follow through is important because that's how we grow and mature in our relationship with God. That is how we begin to understand and grow and better know who he is. And so we are going to look at one of those things, man, that it's not something that we are called to do weekly or maybe daily at least, but it is an important discipline that we need to learn to incorporate some kind of rhythm into it. And this spiritual discipline is very difficult for some. And some do it in a way that's very basic, easy, but man, it's powerful. And so let's look at one amazing spiritual disciplines that Christians should we about to go swimming in God's word today. Let's not stay in the shallow end, all right? So waddle our wade out with me and let's see what God is going to say. So if you missed an announcement earlier that I said today, I want to start really quick by this because there's two important things that I want to make sure that we communicate. Number one is next week is our Christmas service that we like to have. It's our Christmas focus. The 12th, December 12th. Ne- no, today's December 12th. December 19th. December 19th is going to be our Christmas focus. And so I want to encourage you guys to not only just to, you know, just come invite your friends because it is more than just our Christmas focus. It's our last service of 2021 next week. Next week is our last service of 2021. Yes, there's one more Sunday left, December 12th, but we are not going to have an in-person service in English on December 26th. We are not. Okay, yeah, I got you. All right, thank you. We're not going to have a service on the 26th. So uh, we will, our church does have a Spanish service at 11. That is going to be normal, but our 9 a.m. service, not going to happen. So I just want to encourage you guys on that. Next week's our last one. So online, if you're watching online, cool, I'm glad you're watching. Let's come through next Next week, all right, it's our last one. And so today, though, is also going to be our last focus of this series that we've been doing for the last seven weeks. And so this is the last sermon of the last series of 2021. Man, this is this year's flown by. And we've been doing, we've been answering and reflecting on this question the last seven weeks. What's in it for me? And we've been looking at spiritual practices, things that we are called to do as believers. I want to encourage you, if you're not sure or aware, if if this is your first time watching and you're just kind of not sure about Jesus or Christianity, you're just trying to fill it out. Listen, I want to tell you and every other believer in here to know, the believers in the house to know, that guys, we are called to do more than just show up and kind of check in and check out and do. God calls us to follow him. Jesus calls us to follow him, not just show up and give him FaceTime every once in a while, but to follow, to walk with him. This is not, this is not just a, ha- a habit or a hobby that we do every once in a while. This is a habit that we are called to live in. And these things that we've been looking at, we've been looking at certain spiritual practices that all believers should practice. All of us, this is something that it should be in our lives. And we've been looking at not just the what and the how, but the why. Because there's so many times we look at these spiritual practices and the one thing that we've been looking at every single week is making sure that we are asking the right question. When someone asks the question, what's in it for me? I'm going to tell you, I've done this and I've in conversations with people. They do spiritual practices like you said and that you saw worship and prayer and, and church, you know, church attendance and all these things. They do all of these things. Because they think with a consumeristic mindset. If I do, 
God's going to give me. If I kind of show and behave a certain way, I'm going to be on God's good side. And if I'm on God's good side, he's going to give me good things. Good things are going to happen to me. Listen, no, that is not. That's the one thing that we've been looking at these last two months. All of these spiritual practices, our motivation should not be, well, what's in it for me? How can I benefit from this? That is the wrong motive. The motive that we're supposed to have is not a consumeristic one, but a co-worker one. We do these spiritual practices so that, not so that we can get so much and then it stops there. We do these spiritual practices both as a church and individually, daily, so that we can have a co-worker lifestyle, that God works in us and through us. Not just to say, yo, what's in it for me? I was like, no, what's in it for others if I do this? You see that? What's in it for others? What kind of an impact can God make in other people's lives? The more I do certain things. It's an others mindset. It's a God mindset. And so today we are going to look at this one last spiritual habit and process that Jesus himself encouraged. Jesus himself did. And uh, I'm going to be real. It's not one that's super fancy. Some of y'all might not like it. It's probably one when it comes to believers. It's the one that maybe most make the most excuses on, ah, you know, which is that, that is right there. The, if you've ever heard, uh, uh, that is, let me translate that. All right. That's Spanish folk for no. Okay. You're, I don't believe you. When Spanish people go, Ah, okay. No, listen, they don't believe you. All right. They don't believe you. They, they don't believe you when they say it. And so most, I'm going to say, this is what you're supposed to do. And some of y'all are going to be, ah, nah, nah. Yes. Here's a spiritual habit. Here's a spiritual practice. It's called fasting. See, I told you, I heard an ill online. I heard an ill fasting. Fasting is something that obviously it's simple. It's understood. It is going without eating for a certain period of time. We're going to talk about that. But I want you, um, now as we're looking at this, obviously, you know, fasting is not popular. It's not fun because skipping meals stink, right? Skipping meals stink. I mean, some of you guys, you, you, you don't have that cup of coffee in the morning or at all. Oh my gosh, your body is just revolting. It's rebelling against you, right? That's what happens. Uh, I used to love this commercial. Anybody remember the old uh, Snickers commercials? When you just have this person just like really upset and angry and doing this and doing that. And then the person asks them, bro, you, you're not acting like yourself. Here, have a Snickers. And then they give him the Snickers, and then he kind of calms down. He goes back to normal. Anybody? I don't know if you ever remember those. And so that's, some of y'all, let's be real. You skip breakfast? Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you skip a meal? Yikes. Um, but there's something, it's something really interesting about that commercial because it shows that, right? And, and they were kind of focusing that there's this transformation that happens when you skip a meal. In this case, the commercial was from, from good to bad. But see, when we fast the right way, which is not starving ourselves, okay? When we fast the right way, there is a transformation that should happen, and it goes from good to better. There is a transformation that should matter, and that's the one we're going to look at today. But let me just remind you, fasting along with everything else, okay? Jesus tells us to do these things, and this is all we've been focusing on this meat, this middle part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount was this message that he was communicating and telling others about, listen, this is the kingdom of God, and this is what, this kind of like this big idea. And the thing is that all of the spiritual practices that he was saying about judging, not judging others, about loving, about serving, about giving and praying, fasting, all of these things, he was very clear, none of these things save you. These practices, none of them save you. 
And so that's the one thing I want you to understand. You can behave perfectly and do and check off every box, but that is not enough. Long, not, not that much after when Jesus is talking about the verse in Matthew 6, in Matthew 7, he wraps up his context by saying, listen, one day in the end, there's going to be people. When Jesus returns and goes to set everything right, there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to say, Lord, we did all of these things in your name. We did all of these spiritual practices in your name. And Jesus's gut wrenching words are going to come out of his mouth and he's going to say, I never knew you. How can somebody not know God when they were saying, Jesus, we did all this in your name? Yeah, that's the part. You did it out of this idea that if you behave a certain way, you'll be saved. And it doesn't work that way. These foundations, these things that we're talking about don't save us, but they help us to get to know and to connect better to the one who does save us. That's the idea. It's not a means to an end in that way. No, these things help us to connect and better understand the one who has saved us and can save us. So let's look at Matthew 6. We're going to look at only three little verses today. 16, 17, and 18. Matthew 16, 17, and 18. This is what we're going to look at today. So Jesus has kind of gone into a little uh, trilogy of spiritual practices. He talks about in Matthew 6, 1 at the beginning, he says this verse, and it says, practice your righteousness, meaning this idea of living a certain way, this ethic and lifestyle that believers are called to, again, practice. It doesn't mean we get it right. He doesn't say perform, practice. And these are things we're supposed to learn to grow in. It says practice these things with the right motive. Practice your righteousness in the right way. And he talked about giving, talked about praying, and now he goes into fasting. So let's look at 16 and 17. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites. That's already, uh, hold on, that's already a lot to not, don't be upset physically, verbally, you know, facially when uh, you are starving. Wow. Okay, so don't be gloomy like the hypocrites do. Ooh. For they make their faces unattractive so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but it is obvious instead to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And so there we see again, you guys, you see this, this theme again. One, if you've been watching for the last couple of weeks, Jesus is kind of repeating himself. Talks about the importance of hypocrites and he's highlighting these spiritual practices that the religious people of the time were doing. And everybody thought, wow, these guys know how to give. These guys know how to pray. These guys fast. And they did. And he's like saying, no, they're all being hypocritical. They do these things for attention. And so here's the thing, guys, I want you to understand about fasting and everything else. Even church, some of y'all, what you're doing right now. I'm going to be real. The chances are some of you have shown up today with the wrong intent. Some of you have shown that chances are some of you guys have shown up today with a very hypocritical standard. And here's the idea what he's trying to Jesus is wanting to communicate with all of this, especially fasting. God does not want to be and does not deserve to be used for your benefit. God does not want to be used so that you can look good. God doesn't want to be used so that you can come out on top. God does not want to be used so that you can be worshiped and praised. You're hearing me? He does not want to be used 
for your means and your purposes. And that's what Jesus is saying. There's people here who fast, yeah. They go out without eating in a long time, but they do it so that others can say, oh, wow, look at this guy. Bro, I can barely, I can barely go through uh, lunch. I mean, I, I have to have a snack between lunch and dinner. Look at this guy. This guy hasn't eaten for uh, 10 days. He's super spiritual. He's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And so Jesus is saying, look, God does not want to be used like that. And then he expects us, when it comes to being hypocrites, he, we're not judging others in that way. Guys, so many people, I'm telling you, I see so many Christians, they look at someone else and they look at it on the outside and they say, wow, look at him, look how amazing he is, look how amazing she is, and, and they live for God and me, I'm this miserable whatnot. Stop, because some people are really good fakers. Some people are really good at pretending. I'm just being real. And so here you are being jealous of somebody who, come on now. You see it? There's some really good fakes out there. And so Jesus is saying, don't look, forget it. Don't look at others. Don't judge your effectiveness by how well somebody else says no. Put your eyes on me. And so fasting, I want you to know, is one of those things that Jesus expects us to do. You guys know why, how I know that? Did you catch the word he said? He doesn't say when you feel inspired or if you fast. He actually says the same three words, same word for three contexts. When you give, give in this way. When you pray, pray in this way. When you fast, fast in this way. There is an expectation, and this is not a suggestion. God is literally saying, uh, yeah, those three things, that should be natural. That should be natural in the life of a believer. Some of y'all go, praying, got it. Giving, okay, fasting, all right, now I'm offended. No, all right, I'm telling you, that's, that's not me. That's Jesus saying, when you do. And so we're going to look at that today. What is it? We're going we're to answer three questions. What is fasting? How do I fast? And why should I do it? Other than the fact that I just kind of told you Jesus said so, that should be enough. But uh, we'll go through a little why, okay? So let's look at the what is it. Now, this is easy enough. Obviously, fasting, guys, is going without something for a certain period of time, okay? That's all cool. The reason why we call this word breakfast, some of y'all had it today, is because you are eating something that you are breaking your fast from the night before. Some of y'all already like, oh my gosh, I never saw that. Yeah, that's breakfast, okay? That's where we get the word from. Because you fasted from the day, you haven't eaten for a while, and you break that fast with breakfast. Oh, wow. Okay, so here's the thing. Bre fasting. And it's, it's just going without something for a certain period of time. And I know there's people who, which we'll, we'll talk about that, you know, they fast a lot of different things. They fast social media. They fast entertainment. They fast things. I've heard sometimes people fast people. Like, I'm like, look, I just need a, I need a break from you right now. And so I know sometimes there's people who fast people. I get it. Some people are really problematic and a little draining. I got that. But uh, I want you to know, guys, that all of those things are beneficial. All those things are good. But uh, um, fasting at its core is not eating food. It's, it's, a, it's on that side, all right? It, it's cute and all if you can do the other stuff, which is good and important, but if you just say, yeah, I fast because, look, I don't touch Facebook for like a week or like two days. Congratulations, you've done something easy, all right? Listen, fasting food, there's something to that. And some, there's a lot of believers that, I know there's a lot of believers who don't fast, and if they do, they don't fast food. They, that's something you should fast. Uh, let me be real. We should fast, fast food for a time. Take a break. Your, your you know, digestive tract needs a break from all that processed food. But fasting involves abstaining for, from earthly things for a spiritual purpose. 
And there's a lot of spiritual purposes for it, but really the heart of it, guys, that Jesus has been saying is we fast, not so that we can show God how serious we are. We don't fast so that we can prove to God that we're true believers or prove to others that we're spiritual. No, we fast for the spiritual purpose of focusing more on God in an intense amount of time for a short amount of time. That's what fasting does. And in the end, here's the result. What, do, what should fasting look like or the result of fasting should look like? It should look like life change. Most people use fasting as an exchange. God, I need you to answer my prayer. So I'm gonna go without eating for 10 days so that you can answer my prayer. That is the equivalent of a little kid telling his mom, give me what I want for Christmas or else. <gasps> I'm serious, you better give it to me, All right? <laughs> you ever had somebody hold their breath and refuse? Like, I, like I've heard stories. I've heard stories of, of, of people who have ref, who've held their breath in protest, give me what I want or else, and um, this individual passed out. So anyways, we'll, we'll move on. Um, you can ask me later who that person is. Uh, you know them. Anyways, uh, it's not me. All right, so, all right, and so that, that is the equivalent. Some people do that with God, and they go without eating, it's a spiritual equivalent of holding your breath to get what you want. No, fasting should never be about just a simple exchange. I do this so you can give me. It's about life change. God actually in Isaiah 58 complains about the, in the Old Testament, hundreds of years before Jesus said this, he complains in Isaiah 58. I wanna encourage you guys to read that. Isaiah 58, he actually goes into and rips into the nation of Israel for their false approach to fasting because that's what they did. They were like, God, we have fasted and we've done this and you haven't done, you know, your part. We've held our part of the deal. You have done nothing. You know, we're out here crushing it and killing it, and here you are. And God literally tells them, wait a minute, that is not the fast that I've called you to do. I mean, fasting is something that all religions do and, and others, and we're going to talk about a little bit of something amazing there, because it shows that fasting is a universal principle. There is something deep. There's a truth about it. And so here, these guys, like almost false religions and other religions, they, they treat it as an exchange. But Jesus said, no, the, well, Isaiah, God through uh, the prophet Isaiah says, the fast that I have declared is one where you are doing acts of justice, where you are righting wrongs, where you are helping the poor, you're giving. So I was like, wait a minute, Jesus, that has nothing to do with eating. I know that's the point because you go through this experience so that in the end, we are looking like, acting like, loving like Jesus more and more and more. So you see that that's the point of all of these things. It's about life change, not an exchange. So what is it? It's going without something for a time. How do you do it? Let me give you two really basic principles on how you do this. Ready? You got to remove something and replace it. Most people are good about the removing. They don't do the replacing part. How do you fast? By removing and replacing. So let's just focus on the foods, okay? If you wanted to fast, how do you do that? Which, by the way, if you have medical issues, talk to a doctor. But I want you to know, this is what you do. You remove and then replace. So if you're going to remove a meal, you're going to replace that time with more extra God time. All right. I've seen people I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just, this is kind of cool. I'm really busy. So you know what? Uh, let me just fast for the next three days. And instead of the time that it takes to cook and prepare and to eat and to clean, that's a lot of time if you add it up. And so, you know what? I'm just going to take that time and get some extra work done. Flag on the plate. Stop. Okay. You're going to have more time. 
because you're not eating and you're doing this and you're doing that, but you're supposed to remove something. And then what did I say do? Replace it with something with, of God, something spiritual. That's what you do. I know Christians, that's what they do. They just don't do certain things, but then they don't add the God, the God component to it. And so there's a couple of things, and there's no one kind of pure way to do this, guys. I've seen people fast. Um, they, they fast a meal. So if you normally eat three times, they fast one meal, and that one meal, they spend extra time with God in that one meal. Or I've seen people fast all day and then they eat dinner at night. I've seen people fast food, literally just food for, for days on end. And, and what they do is maybe they, they focus on more of a liquid diet. They're having soups and shakes, something like that. Some people fast processed foods and meats and they kind of go vegetarian for a moment. And they're getting all their macros and their nutrients and their protein from vegetables and something like that. But the idea is that whatever it looks like, you're putting some kind of a limitation. And it has to be something you don't fast something that you don't like, okay? That's easy. You want to fast something that you normally go to, all right? Coffee, maybe. Caffeine, yikes. Already some of y'all triggered. Listen, that could be one, all right? Um, find something like that. And, that, and that, that's a, a big part of it. And why? Because, again, you're removing something in order to spend extra time with God. And the time frames, guys, how, the, how often should you fast? Listen, again, that's on you on how, what's good for your body and what you feel God is leading you to do, but make it serious. So for some people, you can fast for a day, maybe two to three days, maybe five days, maybe a week, three weeks, 21 days is kind of a popular thing. We, you know, our, our church and our English side, we've been doing a 21-day fast. We're going into the last seven days right now. And then there's 40 days. There, that's a big one. I was like, Jesus, uh, Jesus fasted for 40 days. That, that one's one I'm going to be real. I haven't done yet, but I, I do plan on doing at some point. I do want to do that one. But the important thing, guys, that I want you guys to know is that Jesus says this is a spiritual habit that we are called to cultivate as believers. And you may say, why, man? Hold on. I, okay, I get it. That sounds very cute and all, but what's the big deal? Why should we do this other than the fact that Jesus said so, which I know no one likes that, right? When, when you tell your mom, you ask your mom, why should I do this? And then they throw that classic line. Hey, because I said so, right? I know no one likes that. I'm like, oh, because you said so. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, I, I thank you so much. I was unaware of that detail. Now that I know you said so, I'm good now. No more questions. I will never, never rebel against your authority ever again, right? No, that's not enough, right? I'm like, you know, do it because I said so. No one likes that. And so let me just lean in on a little bit. First off, you know what's amazing, guys, on just the why? There is, we talked about there's a benefit. Do you guys know that science right now is showing that fasting is actually just the medicine behind it is amazing. They're actually using fasting as, as a treatment for killing cancer cells. That's a thing. Because here's what happens to your body. Yeah, if you skip a meal, you grow hungry. Because your body doesn't know. If you skip a meal and your body's used to something, you're like, hey, uh, what's going on? Uh, well, you know, your, your, your body's not aware of, oh, we fasting? Oh, okay, I'm good, I'll wait. You know? No, your body thinks, I'm dying, I'm dying, emergency, ah, help, help. You're, you're, your body panics. And so, yes, there's a process when it comes to fasting that you have to kind of uh, get over. But they're showing that when you go without food for a certain time, your, your cells actually restore. Your, 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 your body actually renews itself. Before it goes into starvation mode, which means you're dying, your body actually renews. You know what's one crazy part? 
Listen, this is for all the, let me give you some advice for all the husbands in the house whose wives can't cook. I don't know that life. I'm sorry. But listen, if your wife doesn't know how to cook, if your mama don't know how to cook, fasting is going to save your marriage. Here's the thing. Here's why. Because if you fast for, it's actually shown and proven, if you can fast for 21 days and you do a pure liquid diet, let me even be real with you, water. You can survive. Trust me. Week one is going to stink. Week two, yeah. Once you get over week two, yo, week three is going to fly. I promise you. I've done, I've done a water fast for 21 days. You'll survive. You won't die. It's okay. Here's what happens. If you do a water fast for 21 days, your taste buds reset. And meaning when you start eating food, food tastes better. So you see what I'm saying? So if your wife can't cook, just kind of say, listen, I just want to be with Jesus for 21 days, and then I'll be back with you. We'll try that meatloaf again and see how we go. We'll give it a second try. All right? So it actually does help. You you're, think food tastes better after you've gone some time without fasting. But so here's the thing. When you fast, literally your body resets itself. So guys, listen, God has put things in nature so that we can see something spiritual that's invisible. When you fast physically from things, your body resets. Your body resets, your toxins reset. When you go without food, you know one of the things that your body does as a last ditch attempt? It releases all of the pent up contained toxins in your skin, in your body. You, feel, you get healthier when you do this. Same things happen spiritually. When we fast, we actually reset spiritually. God begins to show spiritual toxins that have been trapped that we haven't noticed when we fast. Listen, it's a process. When you fast, you're going to start to see things. Things are going to come up and say, God's going to show you. Oh my gosh, well, that's been there this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you. Now let me remove that. Now because you've seen it. There's a transformation that happens. We reset. But the whole point of fasting, guys, again, is listen, fasting is designed to intensify our dependency on God, and it's meant to weaken our dependency on the things of this world. That's what fasting does. We do it for a time. Maybe it's a day, three days, three, you know, 21 days. You know, and maybe for some of you, I, I, there's people who like to fast uh, twice a year, maybe do two 21-day fasts a year. Some people like to fast one day a month, one day a week. It doesn't matter. The rhythm is the one that you feel led to do. That's the important part, but you do it well. Not like these people who Jesus says, you don't do it just so you can get attention. So you're walking around at work all emaciated. What, what's wrong? Oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm fasting because I, I want, I'm 21 days fasting so that I can, you know, I was like, dude, you need a sandwich. Calm down. And so, no, you we don't do that. Notice Jesus says, hey, it's not about you. Don't do things so that others can say, wow, look at you. No, you live your life. And if it comes up, it comes up, but whatever. But that's what you do. It's about you and God. And it's meant to intensify our dependency on God, to take away our dependency on other things. That's what matters. Because here's the thing, guys. You don't realize how much you depend on something until it's taken away. You don't realize how much you depend on something until it's taken away. Some of you guys don't realize how much time you spend on certain things until it's taken away. You watch, fast your phone, fast your phone. Do that for a day and see how much you, you do this habit of how, how often you go. I mean, it's like Wild West. Some of us are quick draws, you know, we're, we're fast with that. Like we just got this, this trigger that, but I've seen some people use all three fingers, one, hold the phone in one hand, three fingers, closing apps, opening and sliding and texting all at the same time. How? How? That takes practice. But listen, when you fast your phone, you start to realize, wow, I'm, I, 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 I go to this 
a lot, more than I thought. There's some people who have told me, and some of you guys, and I know this, I've done this. When some, yo, I need y'all to fast music. Oh, I can't do that. I can't fast my music. I can't fast TV. I can't fast video games. I can't fast certain those. Why? I, I, I can't. Doesn't that sound like you had a problem? You see what I mean? When you learn, when you're saying now you got to fast certain things, it shows you, whoa, I depend on this way too much. And then you begin to realize, yo, I got a lot of wasted time that I could have been spending with God and this and that. And so it, that's what it's meant to do, guys. It's, me, it's meant to help us to kind of go into the body shop and say, yo, I need to spend this extra time with God so that I'm able to depend on him more, depend on other things better. And here's the amazing thing about fasting. Fasting actually helps us to slow down. Fasting helps us to slow down because you have to process. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, because guys, you, you and I all go through a pace in life that's faster than you think. We're constantly going to what's next and doing this and doing that, but fasting makes you slow down. When you're going to try to eat something, I'm like, oh, wait, hey, that's right, hold on, nope. When you want to go to your phone and you're fasting your phone, wait, nope, 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 hold on. It makes you slow down and focus on the things that matter most, and here's the amazing habit of what happens in fasting, guys. Look at this. Fasting helps you to slow down and practice saying no to the things of this world so you can learn to say yes more to God. That's the habit. So here's, let's say you skip breakfast and you're hungry, you wake up, I'm gonna go eat. Nope, I'm not gonna eat. I'm gonna, instead, I wanna say yes to God. I'm gonna spend time with God today. I, I want, maybe you're fasting uh, solid foods or you're fasting desserts and sugar and you wanna go for that piece of cheesecake. I'm gonna, nope, nope. I want to say no to cheesecake so I can say yes to Jesus. And I know that sounds you know, trivial. I'm going to say no to my phone so I can say yes to Jesus. Do you guys know why that matters? Because if you can say no to food when you're starving, when you want to eat it, and you're, you know, mm, it's so delicious and tasty. If you can say no to that in order to say yes to Jesus, guess what happens when you're tempted by sin? When inside, oh, you want to do it and you're there, I want to tempt, no, I'm going to say no to this because I want to say yes to Jesus. You see what I'm saying? You see that? If you can say no to cheesecake, you can, you can say no to the devil. That, that's how that works, okay? That's how that works. That's an amazing habit there. When we practice this for 21 days or seven days or five, 24 hours, you practice saying no to things that really don't matter that much in order to practice saying yes to Jesus because it matters more. Guys, let me tell you, you can go without food for a time. You're not gonna die. Your body thinks it is. Your body thinks it's dying. That's why you need to sub submit it. It takes about 10 days before you can really get to it when you drastically change your eating habits, okay? You can survive without food, but you can never go without God. That's what I would need you to do. You realize, yo, I I've gone a whole week without eating. I'm okay. Wow, I've gone a whole week without my phone. You can go without your phone. You can go without entertainment. You can go without food, but you can never go without God. And that is the point of fasting, is to remember that thing. And so guys, let me just warn you, because Jesus said in Matthew 6, when it comes to fasting and all these spiritual principles, he said two words, be careful. Be careful to practice spiritual righteousness. Be careful to practice your righteousness the right way. The be careful is actually an encouragement. Like, hey, be careful to do it. Be careful to practice your righteousness as an encouragement, but it's also a warning. Be careful to do it the right way. 
Because like I said, in a few verses later, Jesus is talking to a bunch of people that had great spiritual practices and hobbies and habits. And Jesus said, I never knew you. I don't care. It, it, showing up to, you don't impress me by, by giving and, and loving and praying and serving. You don't impress me. That is not how you earn my favor by, by your behavior. Guys, listen, we do not earn God's favor by our behavior. It is not. Our behavior ought to be a response of God's favor in our life. It is the complete opposite. We do these things because of what he has done, not so he can do more for us. And so I'm telling you, some of you guys have been sleeping on this and you need to stop and be careful to do it. Be careful to do it well and right because notice even Jesus said an amazing word. He said, may your fasting be obvious, not to people. May your fasting be obvious to your father. God sees your heart. God sees your motives. And when you're gonna go into a time of fasting, it need, God needs to know that you're real. It's a sign of saying, God, I wanna give you extra time. Listen, who, who, gear, who here goes on vacations? Because you go on a vacation to not only get away and to disconnect from the world, but so that you can better connect with your spouse or loved ones. Who's ever done a vacation like that? That's how you vacation, right? You vacation to disconnect from the world so that you can better connect with the people that matter most to you. Fasting is the same thing. You are disconnecting yourself from the world so that you can better connect with God for a short period of time. So that when that time is over, you're even closer to God. Do you see that? You see that? That's what it is. It, it's not so much of a quick fix. It's about him. It's about in, interacting and knowing, God, I need you more than I need food, more than I need this, more than I need my phone. I need you. We, are, and we do these things temporarily. We give up these things temporarily so that we can focus on what God has given us. Because guys, what has God given us? What did Jesus do? Jesus didn't just give up food. Jesus gave himself. He gave his life on the cross so that we can have life. Not so that we can now prove our love to him. I used to do that. I used to, I was so amazed that God loved me and forgave me. I did all these spiritual practices to prove to him how much because I didn't feel worthy of his love. And so I felt I needed to behave a certain way to kind of prove God, you didn't waste your time on me. I'm not a loser. I'm not a mistake. And I used to try to be better just because it was my insecurities. I felt I was unworthy of his love and I was true. But then I'm trying to mask it by, by trying to perform better. Guys, don't. It's exhausting. I've been there, done that. I have the t-shirt. Don't do it. God, listen, you don't have to behave to, to earn God's favor. Jesus has shown you his favor on the cross already. Before you can do, he's showing, this is what I've done, how much I love you. So listen, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian now online and here, listen, if you're a Christian, I'm gonna challenge you. If you haven't fasted in a long time, or if you've never fasted as a believer, you are missing out on an amazing spiritual practice to help you to get to know your Savior. And I'm gonna challenge you. If you haven't done it, this is the week I want you to do it. This is the week I want you to do it. Pick a day. Pick a day and go hardcore. Pick three days. Pick the week. I could care less. If you've never done it and you're a believer, this is the week that you're going to do it. I'm going to challenge you. Don't make an excuse. Do it. Ah, no, do it. Okay. Let me challenge you. Spend that extra time with God. Remove whatever and replace it with more of him. Why? Because listen, if you're a believer, you need to hunger after him more. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. And he used this phrase one time when Jesus was fasting for 40 days before he began his mission. 
the devil tried to tempt him because he was starting to go get hungry. And the devil says, turn these rocks into stones. No, I'm sorry. Turn these stones into bread. There it is. He said, turn these stones into bread and eat. And Jesus said an amazing statement. He said, it is not by bread alone that man shall live, but by the word of God. So he's showing you like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hungry right now because I haven't eaten for like a month and a week. But my true need is for the word of God. And so guys, Jesus then says, I am that bread. I am that bread. And he says, for all who eat and receive, you will never go hungry again. Because it is something that Jesus satisfies inside of our soul, that only Jesus can satisfy. It's the word. It is the truth of who he is. It is the truth of who we are, that you and I are all desperate sinners that need to be saved. That God's love is real and so is hell. That's what Jesus is talking about in this context. And we will not receive the favor of God because of our behavior. It doesn't work that way. This is why Jesus said in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, blessed are those, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know what the opening statement is? It's like saying, blessed are you, happy are those who realize that you have an issue and the issue is you. And then he goes into all the other blessings. Happy are those who not only recognize that need, but then mourn that need and then are desperate. And Jesus actually says, blessed are the hungry. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. You know what righteousness means? Him. God is righteousness. And so when you recognize, oh my gosh, there's a need in my life. There's a need in my life. I'm starving for something. And then you realize only God can satisfy you. He says, happy or blessed are those who say, God, I need you. Because when when you are hungry and desperate for him, he says, you are going to be satisfied. You'll never grow hungry again. But as believers, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that we stop hungering after him. Okay? It doesn't mean that we stop hungering after him. All right? There are some things that I'll eat that I will continue eating though I am full. Anybody ever done that? You ever eaten something and you know you're full? Your body says, bro, tap it out, stop, stop. And you're like, no, this is too good, right? You ever done that? You've ever eaten to that capacity where you just keep eating, keep eating, but you're already full, but bro, this is just so good, keep eating. That is our life as believers, guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this Jesus and who he is. His love is truth. It is satisfying me. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. Guys, we are called to hunger after him more. And sometimes going hungry physically is a reminder of saying, this is what I pray. When I start getting hungry when I fast, I say, God, make me hungrier for you than I am for food right now. You see that habit? Make me hungrier for you than I am for food right now. I need you more. I need you more than I realize. So if you're a believer, guys, if you're a believer, hunger after him. And if you're not, I want you to know you are hungry for him. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to know you are hungry for him. You just don't even realize it yet. You're starving. I know you are. I've been there. You're starving. Religious habits, better behavior, it's not going to fill it. It's not going to be enough. There's a lot of you, listen, there's a lot of people watching in prayer here, and you know people that are like this. They're starving. They're starving for love. They're starving for attention. They're starving for significance. They're starving for purpose. They're just starving just to lie. They, they don't want to exist. They want to truly live, and they're starving. And the things of this world, though it may taste good for a moment, it turns bitter later. 
And I'm like, yo, I did that. Yo, that's fun. But now it's over and the hunger is still there. You're still hungry. You're still hungry. And there's some of us that are willing to do some of the stupidest things. We do some dumb stuff because we're starving, because we are so hungry that even if I could just taste something for a moment, I will. But it's never enough, is it? You have to keep running back. You have to keep doubling down. I know and God knows you're starving for love and acceptance. Some of you guys are starving because you're not getting it from your spouse. You're not getting it from your mom. You're not getting attention and love from your dad. You're not getting it from your boss or the world or yourself. You're starving. And Jesus says, I'm that bread that you're looking for, man. I'm that bread. I'm that bread. And then when you understand your need, your hunger is not for significance. And no, your hunger is for me. The only thing that can satisfy your starvation is salvation. That's it. The only thing that can satisfy that starvation, guys, is salvation. And I love what Tony Evans says. He says, you won't discover that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And he wants to, fasting helps us to realize that, that all I have is you and that's enough. And I want you to know now that you have nothing if you, have, if you don't have Jesus. This is real. This is real. And if you've, will, if you've been willing to try everything and anything to feel love, because you're just starving for acceptance, I want you to know that you, <laughs> you want God to accept you. And here's God saying, no, 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 accept me. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Accept me as your Lord and Savior, and I will satisfy that deep hole inside of you. Listen, if you are starving, and as believers, we ought to be continually starving, but if you are starving, receive Christ as your Savior, and trust me, he will satisfy that hunger. He will satisfy that deep need inside of you, and return, and when he does, keep going, guys, keep returning over and over and over again, and keep feasting on the never-ending love of God for you. That is what we need to do because he is what we truly need. Now I wanna pray for you guys right now. Let's take a minute and reflect. I want y'all, let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, I wanna thank you for your word that you have given us, which is life. We've been now sharing and speaking and you've been serving the bread of life. We've been pointing to the bread of life this whole time, which is you. And God, I pray that we may now continue, Lord, to be able to receive and rejoice in that bread that we have. Listen, if you are a believer in Christ, I want you to take a minute and praise God. Praise God that you have not only his word, but praise the day. Praise that that word reached you. Praise him that, that he is satisfied. You know you were desperate for him. You were desperate to be to fill that void inside of you. And the day you said, Jesus, I need you, he said, okay. Praise God that he has satisfied your soul the way he has. If you're a believer now, notice, thank God that he has made it possible through the cross and through his victory over the grave that that hole in your soul is now full. Praise him right now. Praise him right now and pray for all of those that do not have that. Because I'm telling you here, if you're starving, I know that, I know some of you guys are. You're not, you're not getting love and attention and significance from anybody else. So you do certain things to, to be, to look good. You do certain things to prove yourself. You do certain things just so you can be loved. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay, you can stop. Jesus has done enough. All you have to do is trust in him. If you're starving, Jesus can satisfy. 
I pray right now, Lord, I pray that you may continue to work inside. Reveal right now. Only Holy Spirit, you're the only one who can do this. Reveal right now to every single person their true heart, their true need for you. Help them to see the hole that is inside of their soul and help them to see Jesus that only you can satisfy. God, I pray for a holy hunger inside of each and every one of us. A holy hunger that desperately cries out and says, God, I need you and nothing else. If that's you and if you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you right now where you are. And if you recognize there is a need inside, you've tried it all. You've tried being popular. You've tried to do this. You've tried to fill it with accolades and achievements. You've tried to do it with stuff and hobbies and habits, and it's not enough. If that's you, I want to pray for you where you are right now. And online, let me know. And I want you to raise your hands and say, I need Jesus to fill that hole inside of my soul. Make it obvious to him. He's the only one that needs to know. God, I pray that you may right now reveal and pull spirit, holy living God. Help each and every person here to take that step. Take a step into you. May they receive you as Lord and Savior. Guys, I can't do this for you, all of us. This is something you have to do in your own words if you don't know how to pray. the e, Let me give you a good word to pray. Help. Okay, just help me, God. Help me. Save me. Forgive me. We have tried it all. Guys, try Christ. He will never disappoint. Thank you, God, for who you are, for the bread of life that we have. And God, I pray in this moment, in this moment, Lord, that that life may continue to produce life in us and that, Lord, you may reflect that life inside. God, I pray for this week. I pray for this week that there are those who are going to follow and continue and press in this week in your presence. God, I pray that you may maximize. Give us a holy hunger for you as we remove things from our life to focus on you more. We ask that you remove the things in our soul that we can't reach. They're too deep. Jesus, remove the wounds that others have caused in our lives. Remove the spiritual darkness and the toxins that have been trapped and that has been slowing us down and and perverting us. Lord, remove those things. You are only the only one who can do it. God, I pray that you may do that. If you desire that, pray that right now that he may do, because he will. This is a prayer he wants to answer every single time. And I want you to receive, and I pray that the spirit of the living God may show you and now flood your heart and your soul with life, with love, knowing that there is nothing that you can do that will make God stop loving you. There is nothing that you can do that can make God love you any more than he does right now. Receive that. Receive that with joy. Receive that with joy, knowing that we have a Savior that can save us. We have a Savior that can truly satisfy. And if God has satisfied and is satisfying your soul, say amen and let's praise God together for who he is. Let's praise God for that, for the bread of life that he's given us. So as we wrap up, I want to I want you to walk away with a better understanding of fasting. Remember, it is a spiritual discipline that helps us to practice saying no to the things of this world so that we can say yes to Jesus. So that when we're eating a normal diet, we have developed a discipline to learn to say no to our flesh, no to the enemy so that we could say yes to God. But it also the important thing about fasting is also a reminder when we take things out of our lives. And then we realize, you know what? I don't miss it as much. Or you know what? I can survive. That's an important reminder because listen, you can go. You can go days, weeks without food. You could survive without your phone, without and social media, without entertainment. You can survive for some time without these things. 
but you cannot go a day without him. You cannot. Now you may say, well, you know, I, I have, and I do, and I do pretty decent. And I was like, no, he's, no. First off, you got to understand God's grace over you. God's grace over your stubborn self. If that is your approach, man, God is so good. But the reason why I say that, listen, you cannot go a day without him, meaning because you are not able or capable enough to be able to, number one, save yourself, and number two, grow. Jesus himself said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And when he says nothing, means nothing of lasting, eternal value. It's Christ who lives in us, like Paul would say. It is not, it is not me, but Christ who lives in me. And that's the important thing. It is the realization of how much we should depend on Christ. And I want to challenge you as we're wrapping up 2021, as we're looking into a new year, hey, begin to focus on some of these disciplines. How can you incorporate some of these in some way or another? How can you incorporate fasting? What, what kind of rhythm? Seek God, look, research. There's so much good things out there. But I want to challenge you and remind you there is nothing like God and you need him more than you think. So hold on, hang on and see for yourself.